Howdy folks, welcome to the MatchNet Podcast. This episode I think you are going to really like from two couples that share their matching and blessing experience. If you do like this podcast and especially this episode, we would appreciate if you could share it with somebody that you love and that would really make us happy because this that is the only reason that we do this is to really inspire and uplift and give information uh, and experience and all that good stuff to people that are trying to go through this matching and blessing process thing. All right. So if that's you like this video, this episode, then share it with somebody and uh, follow on whatever platform you're on. All right. Now to the episode. We have two awesome couples. I actually didn't even realize that they're from the same blessing and they've been married the same amount of time, but regardless, they're still great couples. Uh, They have been married for three and a half years. They are currently living in my side. I live in Minneapolis, so they live just south an hour and a half in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm really grateful to invite them up. We have Katie and Ketty Menning. Welcome up, guys. Hello. Um, Thanks for inviting us, Shizka. Um, Yeah, I don't think we've ever shared our matching process story before and how we met. So this is kind of like an exclusive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, so I'll start with my side. Um, So I started the process or started looking around when I was around 20 years old. Um, I decided that I would would kind of accept whoever my parents chose for me. Um, So, and I will see it through and be committed. Um, And I also wanted to be in a process with someone I didn't know. Um, because I didn't want any past prejudices to get in the way. And um, I wanted to be sure that we were starting off on the same page and um, that we were in kind of like uh, that. I was basically judging them based off the character of who they were then rather than what I had perceived from the past or what I thought about them from the past. So I I wanted to start on the right page, I guess. Um, So anyway, um, my process kind of looked like mostly my mom doing most of the work she went on the website had a lot of conversations did a lot of searching um so I have been through a lot of processes um um, I my first process was when it was in college um and that was pretty pretty like I put my all into it I guess you could say and it was pretty rough when it ended um you know I had that mentality of putting it all in and being there um, 100%. And that when that ended, that was pretty devastating for me. Um, so I, after that, you kind of grow, I kind of got numb, I guess you could say, and that I didn't really put as much effort as I would have wanted to put into any kind of matching process I had. Um, so that was a little rough. Um, but anyway, um, I had a few others. And then after, um, during college, I decided to take a break, a two year break. And then I went back into it after college. Um, after I graduated, and that was when I first met Kenny. Um, that was through my mom. Um, she reached out to his mom and um, his family, and they we started the communication. Then um, it was very easy. Um, it was very smooth. I remember it being very smooth. It was um, just so easy to talk to him. Um, I think in past conversations um past how we met conversations people have mentioned that um it kind of when you know you know and it really felt like that with Kenny it was just so it felt so it just felt like we were connected in some some way um and it was great (laughs) and um and then after about a week um 
uh, he sent a letter to me um, and he will share the contents of that letter later. Um, but I broke it off. Um, I thought it wasn't a good time for us to continue. Um, but I remember having a conversation with my dad later about how if it were to happen again, I would reconsider if we were to reach out and if God wanted us to be together, um, then I would work hard to make it happen. And I kind of put it in God's hands after that. Um, so we didn't, we actually didn't talk for two years after that. Um, except for one message. Um, this was during BC sports fest. It was a year after we had talked and, um, I was behind, I was in a, it was a concert then it was, um, like a, live concert and there were tons of people as a crowd and um i was standing behind these this group of tall gpa guys and um it, i just couldn't see over them honestly but they were tall <laughs> i'm short <laughs> so um one of them had the shirt that said menning on the back of it actually and that person turned around and saw that i was the short little girl behind him just trying to look over their shoulders and he um he's he was very considerate and he asked if I wanted to move forward so that I could see and then I I recognized this was the first time I met Mitch actually Mitch Menning and um yeah he yeah I asked him if he was Kenny's brother and he said yes so I was like okay and this is like a year after our conversation I hadn't thought of Kenny at all the whole time um but I mess messaged Kenny and asked him if he was at BC Sports Fest because I just wanted to meet because I, you know, we had this conversation in this process earlier, um, but he wasn't there. So then we stopped and we didn't talk again for another year. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's where I leave off my part. Yeah. My side of the story, uh, I, I too had a very similar mindset to Katie. Um, I was really inspired by a second gen testimony who was matched by father and he was basically saying, you know, you have to have your heart ready to be matched with anyone. And uh, so I cultivated that heart and I felt that I could be matched with anyone that my parents chose. So um, when I was in, when I started college, I told my parents, hey, I think I'm ready. You know, you can start looking. And so uh, since they knew whoever they chose, I would do my best. Um, they wanted to make sure that they chose the right person. So I didn't go through any process for the first two years because um, they were very methodical. Uh, they hand wrote a spreadsheet. First they started local, you know, and then they uh, branched out their network and then they went to matching convocations and then eventually went to the website. Um, you know, they had a lot of people that approached uh, my parents too, but they were, they were very, um, they're looking for a very special person. Um, so, uh, so basically for two years, um, I'm just, you know, just going to college and my parents would occasionally come up with questions, be like, what do you think if, um, you get matched to someone from Australia? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Oh, okay. Okay. And then they don't message that. And they're like, oh, what about someone from England? I was like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Like, oh, okay. Okay. And then, yeah. But other than that, um, I didn't really, um, put a lot of effort in the matching part, my parents did all of the hard work. Um, I can only imagine, you know, the amount of effort they did. Um, so I really appreciate it. Uh, however, uh, I would say halfway through college, um, I didn't keep in contact with my parents that much. Um, I wasn't really connected with the church. It's in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, I was just, you know, surrounded by, you know, college friends and, you know, I just, um, like I wasn't connected with God. I could definitely feel that. Um, but I wasn't thinking of that. Um, and then I just started thinking, you know, it's, you know, what if I get matched or not matched, but what if I get with someone from outside the church? Uh, and I didn't think that was too bad. So, um, I actually had a girlfriend for the last two years of college. Um, and then by the time I graduated college, you know, I had that feeling that, you know, what I wanted, what my parents wanted, and what I was doing um, just didn't line up. And it, you know, I was confused. I, I didn't, I felt lost. So I had a difficult conversation with my parents, you know, let them know, hey, I do have a girlfriend. Um, what should I do? You know, I know you want me to get matched. Um, but, you know, I don't want to hurt her feelings either. And uh, they did tell me one thing which was very meaningful. Uh, they said, regardless of what I do, they will still love me. So after that, you know, I reconsidered, you know, what is it that I want out of life? You know, why, why is the blessing so important? Um, and I wanted to show to God that I was passionate. You know? So I did the hardest thing because it's, so unlike my character, so I not just broke up with my girlfriend, but I cut all ties with, with her and her circle of friends. Um, looking back, it was, you know, a very necessary step. Um, it solidified my intentions with God, but it hurt my heart to do that. Um, but as I said, you know, looking back, that is the best decision I have made. Um, so it was a very liberating feeling, actually. Um, so when I went back to my parents, um, going back through the matching process, you know, things were feeling really good, really hopeful. Um, it was the best I felt in years because last two years in college, yeah, it, that feeling, that lost feeling, yeah, um, it was gone. The, and so... Um, when Katie's mom reached out, you know, we were like, yeah, let's do it, you know. Um, but the thing is, it's only been two months since I broke up. <laughs> so after, you know, the first week of just talking and things are going so smooth, you know, I didn't want to hold secrets. So, um, so I told her early, but I didn't want to send it through email or anything like that. So I, I took my time, wrote a message and sent it snail mail over and then basically I told her, you know, I did have a girlfriend. Um, hopefully you're okay with that. Um, I'm willing to, you know, show that I'm, um, that I'm committed. And it was very heartbreaking when she broke it off. But it's understandable because, you know, it's only been two months. Um, so, so, yeah. So now we continued our search, basically. So next two years, um, we just did condition after condition. I did a bunch of, ooh, <laughs> did a bunch of you know, 120-day conditions, reading conditions. Every night, me and my parents, I was trying to rebuild my connection with my parents. Um, and after a year, you know, what, what really gave me hope was when Katie sent me that message from BCSF asking if I was there. 
I was like, no, I'm not. I'm working, but um, I'm glad you met Mitch, you know, and then she didn't contact again. Um, but somehow that was very hopeful because I was like, oh, she doesn't hate me. <laughs> she wanted to meet with me. Um, but, you know, I didn't you know. I wanted to go the way. Anyway, so after a year after that, um, after a, a after a condition, um, I mentioned to my parents, um, by the way, what do you what do you think of Katie? Because I'm starting to get visions of her. You know, I'm seeing her in my dreams and I'm not even trying to think of her, you know. And then my mom was like, yeah, I've been getting visions of Katie, too. Like uh, my mom would, you know, stay up late at night, just going through the matching website and then fall asleep at the laptop. And it happens more than once. But there was this one time when she fell asleep at the laptop and then she woke up and Katie's Facebook page was on the laptop. Uh, so she was like, well, that must mean something along with, you know, her having visions of Katie. So. I was like, what do you think if I reach out to Katie again, even though, you know, um, and she said, you know, I shouldn't. <laughs> and But mom was like, yeah, yeah, you should do it. Just do a condition first. So I did uh, probably the hardest condition I did, which was 210 bowels for 21 days. Um, so every day, 120, no, not 120. So every day, 210 bowels for 21 days. It's a great way to uh, fall downstairs. <laughs> because your legs give out uh, for the first few days. Anyway, um, so I did that for 21 days, and then I sent her a message. And uh, basically, you know, I was asking, you know, are you, are you still looking? Are you still interested, basically? And she said she was still in the process. Uh, she's in the process right now. So um, I was like, okay. And then I just uh, didn't contact her after that. You know, I just let her sit on it, I guess. Um, and somehow I felt very confident. I was like, she'll, she'll get back to me. You know? Even if it took three months, which it did, you know, she responded after three months saying, Hey, um, are you still interested? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so after that, we picked up kind of where we left off two years earlier. And, uh, I guess rest is a little bit of history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot more to that afterwards, you know, like, like how we grew from that point. But um, it's just um, the point I kind of want to make is your connection with your parents, um, especially if you are in other locations, uh, definitely call at least once a week. But your connection with your parents is, I think, vital in the matching process, the unity between the parent and you. And looking back, you know, it's very clear that God was working to get us together um, even if I were going through it, it didn't seem like it. Do you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I I had been through a few processes between the two times that we met, and there was a few times when it was very close. Like I almost got matched very close, um, but then it didn't work out for one reason or another. Um, so it's it's just amazing how that didn't happen and how. Um, this happened instead and how it was just so close to not working at all because of various reasons. But, you know, it felt like there was something higher that was kind of intervening and in getting us together. So, yeah, I think that was very powerful to realize that. Um, and it, if it seemed like at the time, it didn't seem like God was working in our, um, in our lives, but I think over time we recognize that, um, you know, God was working to get us together and it's, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it at the time, but 
um, I think looking back, it was definitely very clear. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I see people clapping. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never heard your story. You live here now in Minnesota, but I've never heard your full story. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty packed. And I, I really, I believe also that God works really hard to get people together. And uh, I feel like there were just so many moving pieces to make it all work and to get to where you, where you are right now. And, uh, you're, you know, people get to know you, you guys are a really sweet couple. Um, but I love, I definitely love your parents' involvement. Both of you embraced that and brought your parents, um, full, full on board to help you with the whole process. And Kenny, you had so much faith in that. And I think that whole heart of your parents still embracing you is so powerful and you know with just so much love that helped you continue on and want to yeah i don't like to say choose this path but you know just kind of go for what you felt like what you want in life and uh then it led, led you to katie and you had all these little hurdles but in the end um and I, I don't know if you guys mentioned but originally you guys met through the website right yeah so, yeah. Yeah. Through the website. So, I mean, that's anyways, there's so much and uh, I'm sure many people can relate to your story. And I, and I think also what you were saying, Katie, about you've been through so many processes and you're feeling kind of just like numb to it, you know, but in the end, you still didn't give up. You kept going and uh, all these like close calls almost got matched, but then didn't. And then now you're with Kenny and it's just, yeah, just really amazing how it all works like that. So mm -hmm. anyways, thank you so much for sharing your story and being so vulnerable and open. I know people definitely can relate to and like candidates and also parents uh, hearing it, it. It's really meaningful. So thank you. All right. So now we are going to move on to our second great couple. They are also <laughs> married three and a half years ago. Uh, they live in a great state of Alabama. So a lot of great families are out there. And so I'd like to welcome up Brian and Jungwa Orr. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm Jungwa. I'm 25 years old. I'm Brian. I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the Orrs. We're the Orrs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like Shizuka said, we've been blessed for about like three and a half years. And um, we started um, our matching process around late 2015 so it's been about four to five years from now uh from the, since then um so i'm going to share my side of the story um up until we start talking and then brian will share his side and then we'll kind of talk about um what we did during our communication process so um just some context i guess for my side is i grew up in the states i was born and raised here but during the time that I was communicating with Brian, I was actually living with my grandparents in the Philippines. Um, and my, my immediate family was all in the States um, through majority of my process. And um, so, yeah. So yeah, Brian was my only and my um, first and only matching process. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, <laughs> I don't know if I'm lucky. I don't know if that's normal, but I, I'm like kind of happy that I guess I was able to find him on the first try. Um, but actually the year before I started talking to Brian, um, there was like kind of a difficult situation um, where my mom actually tried to match me with somebody. 
Um, and it was really difficult. <laughs> um, I was 100% not ready. I knew that right off the get go. And, um, but I felt really pressured by my mom to communicate with this family, but I didn't even want to entertain the idea because I knew myself that I wasn't ready. Um, I was probably like 19 or something at that time. And I had a lot of anger from that. Um, I was really frustrated with my mom because she didn't communicate with me. Um, and it was just a little bit, I don't know, it wasn't really a good experience, but after I was able to like get over my feelings a little bit, I took it as an opportunity um, to have a conversation with my parents. Um, I'm the eldest child. And at that point, none of my siblings had been blessed. So I thought it was a good opportunity to talk with my parents about the matching and the blessing, just what their ideas were in general, um, their expectations and what, how they wanted to go about it when me or my siblings wanted to go, wanted to um, pursue the matching. And it, it was a really good conversation that I had with them. And it, I feel, I recommend this with everybody, um, you know, just to bring it up, even just casually, um, just to touch base, because especially if you're like my parents, they hadn't matched anybody on any of their kids, you know, just to help them get some ideas and see where everybody is. It, I think it's really important. And so after that conversation with my parents, the only boundary I gave them was that you can look but you can't pursue anybody without asking me first because I knew my mom would, would, would look around anyway, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to make that clear that I wanted to make sure that I wanted to go through the process and that I was ready to invest in somebody. So fast forward a year later, I'm still living in the Philippines. And one day I was just inspired to start preparing for the matching. Um, I still wasn't ready, but I knew I wanted to start thinking about it more intentionally. And I started doing a lot of prayer conditions, doing hundoke. I even read the family matching handbook as a condition. Um, and my plan was when I move back to the States, I will have a more serious conversation with my parents. And it was kind of like an, I didn't have an, it was like an indefinite date. So I didn't know. So I was like, okay, you know, no pressure on me. Uh, when I go back to the States, I'll talk with my parents, but you know, Life doesn't go the way you plan. <laughs> um, and one day I got a message from my dad and he was like, dear Jungwa, dot, dot, dot. I've been praying for you and your sisters, dot, 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 you know. And I think God has answered my prayers. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? I had no idea what he was talking about. And I was like, oh, thank you, Papa, for loving me, you know. And he replies, somebody came by today and wants to propose a matching with you. And I was like, uh. And this was, I don't know how long I had been preparing, but I definitely wasn't expecting that. But I was in a really different mindset and a different place than I was one year prior. And... Um, I decided, you know, let me be, open. let me think about this a little bit. I prayed on it and I read his profile. It was, you know, nothing, no red flags, you know, he wrote a little spiel about video games, which was cool. <laughs> um, and I decided that I'm going to give my parents the okay that if he's open to it, then I'm open to it. And I really took a little bit of a leap of faith um, because it was earlier in my plan. Um, but I decided to just trust God a little bit. So, Oh yeah, I kind of forgot, um, <laughs> forgot to mention. Um, our parents have mutual friends, um, Ron and Frida Music, if anyone knows them. And they're the ones who introduced Brian and I. Um, <clears throat> they thought that we were kind of um, opposites. opposites. They thought that Brian was more reserved and that I was more like outgoing. 
but actually we're both pretty <laughs> introverted people. <laughs> um, yeah. And my dad also had a very same line of thinking that opposites attract. And so since I'm the oldest child, he was like really determined that I had to marry somebody who was the youngest. So what, that was like one of the preliminary questions he asked Brian's uh, mom was, is he the youngest? And when she said yes, she's like, okay, then we can consider this because that's what Jungwon needs. So yeah. Um, yeah. So after I got this news and I told my parents I was okay with, um, with talking with him, um, there was about a month period that I ever heard anything from Brian. Um, and he has his own, um, he'll share with you why. Um, and so during this month period, there was communication between our families. I communicated with his mom a little bit and I just continued with my conditions as I had. Um, but during that month period, um, I guess you can say I panicked a little bit. <laughs> um, it just hit me what was happening. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I think I might potentially go through a matching process and talk to somebody. <laughs> and I felt so vulnerable putting myself out there. And I started doubting myself. I was wondering, am I even good enough? You know, <laughs> am I ready to talk to anybody? And I cried so much during that one month. And I was, um, I did not have any local support um, and my parents were on the other side of the world. So I would often call them at like three to 5 a.m. their time. And um, yeah, it was really difficult not being able to see my parent, uh, not be able to talk them, talk to them whenever I felt like it. Um, but my dad gave me, gave me some great advice. He was like, don't put your heart into this yet. You know, he hasn't even said yes to talking to you. Who knows if he's going to say yes to marrying you. Um, but it really wasn't about Ryan. It was about me. And um, I just came to the realization that like, you know, Jomo, you're not a perfect person. <laughs> um, and all you can do when you talk to somebody is just present yourself honestly. And um, I decided to just focus on continuing to grow myself to be just a better person and who can be in just the best position to be able to love my future spouse, whether it was going to be this person, Brian, you know, who hasn't replied yet, um, or if it was going to be someone else down the line. So yeah, those are just, yeah, the emotions I was going through and yeah. So what was happening on your side? No, <laughs> uh, so while Jungwa was crying and, uh, you know, considering she's, you know, good enough or not. <laughs> uh, I was uh, needing some time to recover. Uh, I had been through a pretty tough um, matching experience before I met and talked to Jungwa. And uh, I just needed to digest what happened. Um, basically got rejected. Um, so I had five matching experiences before I met Jungwa. Um, some of them were shorter. And some of them were longer. And this experience before I met Jungwa was definitely longer. And I invested um, a lot of myself into that person and into that family. Um, so it's just hard, hard to let go. And yeah, so I, I had a conversation with my parents. I told them, I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, I will let you guys know when I'm ready uh, to pursue another candidate. Um, but I think I, I even told them, if I talk to someone right now, I don't think I'm going to treat them very well at all. I'm not going to be very kind or patient. I've just fed up after five experiences, investing myself so much, especially in that experience. Um, I just needed time. 
And so my parents said, you know, okay, um, well, you know, let us know. Um, so I took that time to really, you know, digest and, and, and reflect um, on who I wanted in a match. Um, but more importantly, what do I have to offer? Um, uh, oddly enough, I think uh, during that time of reflecting and thinking back on all those experiences, I became more confident in myself that um, especially I think I have a, I think it's pretty strong faith. Um, you know, I, I want to live by the principle and I want to, you know, have God and true love at the center of my marriage, my life. And that definitely helped, you know, later in my communication and marriage with John Wong. Um, so what ended up happening while I'm reflecting and recovering, my parents did not wait. <laughs> they introduced John Wong's profile to me one night. Um, and I was not happy. <laughs> I think that's one of the most angry or frustrated that I was with my parents. Um, and, you know, I think they, they, they tried, you know, to be, you know, kind about it, but um, they did not respect that boundary that I set. Um, and that's, that's definitely my first piece of advice that if, uh, if your child or a candidate, if your matching advisor sets a boundary, uh, don't step over it and, you know, respect that, you know, uh, but if you do and you feel compelled to do that, like my parents did, um, go in with kindness uh, and say something maybe like, I know you had, you know, uh, set a boundary. I know you didn't want to talk to anybody right now. We have a profile that, you know, a person that we found and we just wanted to give it to you. You don't have to read it, but if you do, let's talk. And uh, yeah, I think my parents tried, but uh, yeah, that was pretty rough. So um, I did not <laughs> read someone's profile right away. I don't quite remember exactly how long it was. Um, but I do remember sometime during that time, um, I have a distinct memory of my mom coming into my room, uh, one night and sitting on my bed and, uh, just talking with me about what happened, that previous matching experience and helping me to digest my feelings from it. I mean, uh, of course they were doing that the whole time, but. I think that my mom made a deliberate effort to really hear how I was doing. And I definitely cried. I definitely had to you know, digest that more. Um, and that helped a lot. Um, sometime after that, I don't quite remember. I think it was, yeah, a month from when they introduced it. I finally read John Watt's profile. Um, and when I did, she checked every single one of my boxes with flying colors. Uh, I think it's one of the benefits of having gone through five experiences before I met her that I really felt this is exactly the person that my parents and I were looking for. Um, let's do this. So I reached out over email um, and we started talking. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little more. Um, just some last minute advice. Um, I definitely want to say there's hope past rejection. I was rejected a number of times, um, but I think it's an opportunity for you to figure out your value. You need to know your value despite what other people think of you or, or do. And I developed that, I think, over that time. Uh, I think you should definitely go into the matching, not looking for a person to make you happy, but finding a person that you can make happy. And I found that in Joa. I, I knew that I made her happy or for the most part. <laughs> and that's the biggest reason I said yes to Joa that I found that, you know, I bring her so much joy. Um, 
And then lastly, I know you hear it a lot, but center yourself on God. You need to know that God exists. You need to know why you're going through this process. Do you really want to stay in this crazy church um, and live this lifestyle? Um, but it's true. No matter what stage of life you're at, figure out if God's really at the center. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So after that, after he said that he wanted to talk with us, we had a nine month communication period. First month, we just did mainly just emailing and um, we did Skype, um, you know, about weekly um, about five hours a week, something like that. Um, Our first Skype session was five hours long. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if that's normal. But but that first Skype call for um, was very interesting for me. I never had any experience talking to anybody. And of course, we, I enjoyed emailing with him for the first month. But after that first call, I would, it just was so nice talking to him mm-hmm. that I was skeptical. <laughs> Um, because I didn't have anything to compare it to. And I wondered, is this normal for me to just get along with somebody so well? Um, Jomo even said in an email after our first Skype call that it felt like talking to an old friend. Yeah. And I felt the same way. And it was so weird. We just had, we, we did come across each other once kind of, but, um, but yeah, it was really interesting. And um, during our Skype sessions for us, you know, keeping God at the center was really important for us. So we always did like Hondoke and reading together about relationships and praying and really had a lot of difficult conversations as well. Yeah. Um, we talked about sex. We talked about finances, talked about religion and, and our personal faiths. Yeah. It, it was good to talk about those things. And honesty was integral and important for our communication goes smoothly. Yeah. And we really see that it seeped into our current relationship. Now being so honest from the beginning, it really laid a good foundation for our current relationship. Um, so yeah, after that nine months, um, we couldn't meet for like, yeah, eight months. So Brian came over to the Philippines. We met for two weeks and it was great. Um, but we also, before Brian came, we decided that we would not make a decision while he was there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we had all this buildup for like nine months and I'm finally going to meet this person. And we didn't want the emotions from the trip to cloud our judgment. Um, And so after that trip, we did a 21 day condition separately. Um, We made it a point to continue talking with each other. I think we, you know, emailed and I think we may have Skyped, but we did the 21 day condition on our own, prayed. And uh, at the end of it, we uh, skyped each other, and maybe this isn't recommended, but uh, we did a little countdown. <laughs> we went three, two, two one. Yes. Oh, but uh, she didn't hear me, and she was like, "Wait, what'd you say?" I'm like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would want to recommend that if you think you're gonna say no, yeah. but <laughs> but yeah. So that's really, I guess, that's our story. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now it's just hunky dory, where you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for sharing. <laughs> There's just too many times where I just was cracking up. You guys are a really fun couple. Uh, but I, you know, I felt like both of you said so many good, uh, good points and advice that I feel like they could be like bumper stickers or something. I mean, even just, yeah, you just present yourself honestly and there's hope past rejection. I mean, there's just so many good points, but I think one of the things that really stood out, um, and this is just with both couples, is just um, parents' involvement. And I think everyone loves, I mean, most people, (laughs) 
uh, like having parents' involvement, but I think it's really important, like Jung, what we were saying, is creating those boundaries. And whether that's with your parents or with your matching supporter, right? Say with Brian, it's, I mean, having these boundaries of what you want your matching plan to look like. And when you're, you know, if I'm not ready, don't present this something to me or don't just go off and start contacting all these families. Please tell me who you're thinking so that we're all on the same page. I think those are all really good advice. And, um, you know, and it's funny, John, why you're like, this is my first time, my first process. It's so, it's going so well. Is this, is this normal? I we get I get that a lot, even just as a magic supporter. Some people that first time it it goes super well and they're just this is so smooth. It's too smooth. Is that bad? Like, no. I think it's I think it just is fine. And that's sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it takes a few people and a lot of different situations to get to that right person. So you kind of get a whole bunch of things. I feel like you both covered uh great sides to the story that I really feel like people could relate to. And um, yeah, once again, I really like that whole parents' involvement and just having that open communication is really important. And then just being yourself, John, where you're like, I'll just be myself. I mean, there's nothing else you could be, right? It's just whoever you are, this is it. And I think that's just really important. And so anyways, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, but anyways, both, both couples, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you both brought a lot of great content and a lot of great advice and just just little tidbits of how this could be done and how to have those great conversations. And um, yeah, anyway, so I just wanted to say once again, thank you, both couples. So now I'm actually going to turn it over to Isaac and he's going to go over some of the questions and then we'll go from there. All right. Thank you, Shizka. Thank you so much to both of the couples. That was really, yeah, really wonderful testimonies from both of you. So our first question here is for Katie. Um, it's, how were you able to overcome Kenny's past? And was, was, was somebody having a past relationship a deal breaker for you at that, you know, at that first point? So yes and no. I think I was, I had the mentality that I wouldn't say no to anyone um, and that I would try my best to make it work. Um, he's the actually, he's actually the only one I ever said no to, <laughs> which is hilarious, I think. But, um, I think my mentality was, um, you know, they're a child of God and I will make, do my best to kind of treat them that way. Um, so yeah, it was a deal breaker for me, but, um, second time around, um, I thought through sort of what my intentions were, I guess, um, and what how that would be affected by him having, uh, having had a prior relationship. And um, yeah, I didn't, I guess I didn't really feel like it was something that hopefully wouldn't impact my relationship. Um, but yeah, that was kind of where I was going from. And also like both of y'all, both of you shared, there's also all these signs uh, that God was kind of leading y'all together. Is that right? Yeah. That was a huge factor too. Is like, you know, there is more than just me in this, so. And for Kenny, um, I had a question. If you could share a little bit more on, you know, what that, uh, you shared about that moment where your, your parents basically shared their unconditional love with you um, or expressed it. Could you share a little bit on, on what that meant for you during that time? Yeah, basically, 
honestly, I don't remember too much from that moment. Um, it's, it's like I'm trying to forget all the bad stuff that happened. But I remember the feeling very well. It was basically, you know, I felt like I was lost. But when I was vulnerable to my parents, they, you know, the biggest fear is that they won't accept you. And when that didn't happen, it was such a relief. Yeah, that, that's about all I remember, honestly. <laughs> Hopefully I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, yeah, that was, that was a really precious moment you shared with us. So thank you for sharing that. Um, the next question is for Brian. Let's see. Uh, you share, I think you shared about it a little bit, but if you could share more on, uh, you know, what was the biggest or like the most important uh, part of the healing process for you? Uh, from that that final or that previous matching process coming to love yourself i'd say uh, yeah, I, I think i maybe uh i don't struggle with that maybe as much as other people but um after five times you know uh, rejecting getting rejected or kind of mutual rejection is what i experienced um i think especially after the last experience um figuring out, you know, am I, why am I lovable? Uh, what do I have to offer? Um, and, and yeah, my parents um, kind of coming down and um, not pushing me, you know, so much to talk to John Y after that initial conversation and taking time to hear me out even more. Uh, like I said, they, they talked to me throughout the whole experience and afterwards, um, but it meant a lot that they... Uh, from my memory, didn't push it too much more to talk to Jawa and let's talk more. You know, however much time you need, let's go through it. Thank you, Brian. And for Jungwa, um, if you could share more on, you know, you, you had this really open and honest conversation with your parents, kind of getting on the same level with the the matching and the blessing. Can you share on how, you know, how that kind of relationship with your parents was built and how you had that that feeling of trust that you could have that conversation with them? Well, I think my parents, they did try to make intentions through, I think, throughout my life to, um, to get to know us. I mean, that sounds weird, but I remember one time my parents went to a matching, like, preparation thing for parents, and they thought the advice that please get to know your child was so funny, um, and, like, they, that you should go on dates with your children, but, um, yeah, I think just building up your, your relationship with your child throughout their life is important, I think, leading up to the matching. Um, and when, when you have that trust built over time, it's kind of easier to talk about these difficult things or bring up things about the matching and, um, um, <laughs> and just building up that trust over time. Um, it was a little bit easier to talk about though, my parents. Um, my mom's a little bit kind of strong. So I had to also get to her level and kind of, you know, um, do a little bit of compromising on my part as well as the child. Um, and um, just doing it little by little as well, you know, don't like have like a big thing like, oh, you know, I want this, but you want this, you know, just have like, I think just casual conversations here and there um, really helps um, to not also make it so pressuring, I think, over time. So yeah, I, um, just hearing Brian's um, testimony kind of made me think about the processes that I went through, and I wanted to share a little bit about it. Um, so one thing that you kind of goes through your head when you're going through 
a process, um, especially after going through a pretty difficult one beforehand, is the fact that you're not lovable or that, um, you know, they don't want, you're not someone who they want to be with or you're just not, you're not cut out or you're not enough, I guess. Um, And I think it's important to recognize that value that Bryant was talking about and just recognizing, you know, you are enough and that there is someone out there who will show you that you are enough and to just keep trying. Um, and I think that was um, a huge thing in our relationship too, is just like, I, I felt like he loved me and he cared, <laughs> which was a huge deal for me, I think. So. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I, I don't know about everybody else. I'm like tearing up over here. Um, just, just the different things. I, I think you've just both, hit such valuable points about family and then also just your value. I think most people that maybe have been through a few processes might feel that, really feel that, and and might feel like, you know, what's wrong with me or something. But I think just recognizing that it's nothing to do with you. It's not, it's not you. It's just not the right person or not the right time or whatever it is, you know? And then in the end, fast forward, right? And then you see both your couples so happy and it's with the right person. It's, um, yeah, God's got a plan, especially if you believe in that. God's got a plan. And then for all the parents tuning in, I hope that this, these testimonies really show that, you know, they want your involvement. They, they want you to be there. And, you know, sometimes I think, oh, it's, you know, back in the day, that's how they did it. A lot more parents' involvement because I was matched 12 years ago. I've been blessed for 12 years. And back then, parents were just, you know, they were the ones that had to make a lot of the big decisions. But, you know, now, even though they've only been blessed for three and a half years, they still had a lot of parents' involvement. And so, Parents, if you're having a hard time communicating with your parent, uh, with your children, um, just know that they they do want your input or something. You know, maybe not. They'll tell you how much and how little. But you know, I think it's important to have those conversations with them. And um, yeah. Anyways, I know everyone else kind of shared that. And also, matching supporters too can help if there is a difficulty um, having those conversations with each other. So. Anyways, I just want to overall say, love you guys. It was so great. And uh, I know a lot of people were able to learn a lot and, and just gain a, a lot of great knowledge. So thank you.